What's up, everyone? You're listening to Sincerely Angie Podcast, and I'm your host, Angie. Thank you so much for tuning in, and welcome to my little gumbo pot. Please be sure to rate and subscribe wherever available, and don't forget that you can download any of your favorite episodes for offline listening. You can always find any information needed on today's episode in the show notes. And for further info, such as social media handles like Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, you can visit SincerelyAngieM.com. Hey everyone, it's Angie. Your eyes and your ears are not deceiving you. I am re-uploading this episode because I finally found the audio, the correct audio, and it's not a double recording of a recording. It is the actual audio. It sounds much better than the previous episode, so I decided to delete the old one and add this one. And here it is. I hope that you all enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. And if you've already listened to this episode, just go ahead on and listen again. The quality is much better. And if you have not listened to this episode, then this is Dear Hurricane. And I'm talking about Hurricane Ida and all of the drama that comes with staying or leaving for a hurricane. Thank you all so much for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Angie, and you're tuned into the Sincerely Angie podcast. Today's episode is going to be dedicated to Ida, Hurricane Ida, that is. So, dear Hurricane, you all may or may not know, but I am from Louisiana. I'm from a place that's on the outskirts of New Orleans. Like, where where I live at, it's between 10 minutes away from New Orleans. All I have to do is cross a bridge, basically. So, I'm on the West Bank of New Orleans if that makes sense if it doesn't I I don't know what other way to explain it sorry if you all hear a car or cars passing by I am sitting in my car because I just it came to me that this is what I needed to talk about this week just because there's so much surrounding the topic of hurricane and and a lot of things that come with it so I'm going to chit chat a little bit about that so in Louisiana we are below sea level so when storms hit the water has nowhere to go basically so if it rains too hard some of our streets flood on the side of the river where i live at we don't have a whole lot of flooding per se certain streets yes but normally and historically when there is a storm in my particular area we don't get hit very hard so for hurricane ida As I'm watching the news, because I never really pay attention to storms until people start to say, what are you doing for the storm? Are you staying or are you leaving? And then in that moment, I'll start to look at the storm and see what they're saying about it. So at the time when I found out about it, they were already projecting it to be a Category 2 storm. Category 2 is some rain and some winds, but not that bad. So in my mind, I made it up that I was going to stay because... I'm not evacuating for a Category 2 storm. Now, this is just me. I'm not speaking for anybody else on this particular topic. I'm speaking for me. So then they start saying that, okay, it's going to be a 3. It's going to be a 4. You should probably evacuate. Well, although it is just myself, it's not just myself. My mom is 74. I have my sister, her husband, and her two kids who I usually am by or, or with during any type of storm. Or I usually look to my sister. If my sister evacuates, then I know she's going to take my mom. Or if my mom decides she wants to evacuate, I will be in charge of taking care of her, basically. My mom never really wants to leave, so that is why 
That's one of the reasons why I stayed. She always wants to ride it out. Another reason I stayed is because for the last almost 20 years, I have worked on jobs where staying for a storm is mandatory. You are an essential employee, so therefore when storms come, you do not leave. So it's for the last 20 years, it's almost embedded in me that I stay and I ride out storms. Now, let me say this. When you ride out a storm, it just basically means that you're going to be within a dwelling, a home or a building, work or wherever, where the storm passes completely. It passes over you like you are hearing the winds on the window or on the walls or on the ceiling. You're hearing the lightning and thundering if there is any. For Ida, there was absolutely no lightning and or thundering that I could see. And um, so these are the things that you endure when you ride a storm out. So was I going to stay for this particular storm even when they said that it was going to hit Louisiana as a Category 4? Yes, I was going to stay because I knew that once it made landfall, it was going to weaken. And by the time it reached my area, we wouldn't be hit too hard. So I stayed. I was with my sister, her husband, and my nieces, and we stayed. We lost power the day of the storm, which was Sunday the 29th. And we were out of power for about six days. The power just came back on uh, two days ago. And the most we got was a little bit of water coming into the windowsill. But we were there to put, to put something there to stop it. Because had we had not been there and we were waiting for the city to open back up so that we can come home, we probably would have had unnecessary flooding. So that's me and why I stayed. I never really get scared when storms come. I never really have that feeling that says, okay, this is the one that you need to leave on. And successfully, I have been able to weather the storms. I've been able to come out on top, not in a bad situation. These are the reasons why I stayed. Now, for other people, they stress when storms come because of Katrina. Katrina hit 16 years ago. When Katrina hit 16 years ago, I was at my job. At the time that I was at that job, I lived in an apartment, and the apartment that I had was fine. I had no damage whatsoever, no wind damage, no water damage, no flooding, no type of damage. I lived in a downstairs apartment, but my apartment building itself did get some damage, and the neighbors around me had damage, but I had none. I still had to move out of the complex because they were going to rebuild and restore the complex uh, to a different, like new basically. So that apartment had no issues. The next couple of storms that came, I still rode it out at work. I was always at my job, which at your job, there's going to be a generator. And like I said, as an essential employee, there are going to be generators. So you'll always have power. You'll always have some type of a signal or a communication method to be able to communicate with the ones that you love if they did not stay and they went elsewhere. The stress of staying versus the stress of leaving. So the stress of staying, you're basically thinking about what's going to happen. Is there going to be water? Is there going to be damage to this house? Is there going to be damage to the inside, the outside? Am I going to have leaks, uh, flooding? You're going to stress about that while you are there. You're going to wonder, is this house going to collapse on me? And I know that that is not something that you should take lightly because that type of stress and anxiety is never good. But the stress versus when you're leaving is not good as well. Because when you are out in another state and you're in the confines of a safe place where there is no threat of a storm, 
you're worrying about your residents, you're worrying about your family members, you're worrying about is everybody okay, you know, did this person make it out, and then you're calling everywhere trying to get in touch with someone to go and check on your loved one. Now, like I said, when I think about a storm, I get with my sister and I check with my mom to say, hey, what do y'all want to do? If y'all want to stay, I'm staying. If y'all want to leave, I'll leave with y'all. But for the most part, we've always stayed. So I don't have that stress. I don't know that stress about leaving and worrying about what's going on at home. If you are going to leave, you bring the people with you who you are most going to be concerned about. Because you don't want to, and I'm just speaking for me again. I'm going to say that throughout this because that's going to be a very important thing that I want to share once I'm speaking about this storm. So if you're going to be out in another state and you're calling everybody saying, hey, go check on this person, go check on that person, you should have brought that person with you. Or if they were unable to leave, you should have made sure that they were in a safe place. Now you're stressing. Where's this person? I got Somebody got to go check on them. You have to understand the streets are flooded. Not everywhere is accessible. So there are stressors that come with evacuating and or staying. Neither one is an easy decision. It's, it's choice-based. It's up to you what you decide to do. Now, again, like I said, with Katrina, I was at my job. I did not have it hard at all. Again, being on the West Bank, you don't get a whole lot of flooding. You get the power down power lines and down poles, down trees. You get roofs and, and all type of things that are in the roadway. But you don't have that flooding like like New Orleans had for Katrina. You don't have that. Katrina was a Category 3 hurricane, and it did the absolute most. I'm sorry if y'all hear my phone going off or you hear my watch. I apologize. I did not put them on silent. Hold on. Let me try it right now. Sorry about that. So, so yeah, you don't, you don't really... Oh, for Katrina. Those were the things that we had to deal with for Katrina. Now, for Katrina... I stayed at my job for about two to three weeks sleeping after the storm because there was no power. So you have a curfew because you can't be on the road after a certain time because you can't see anything in front of you, whether you have the brightest headlights or not. You cannot see the road. There may be some type of obstruction in the road that you can't see, and you don't want to put yourself in an unnecessary situation by driving late at night if you don't have to. Same thing happened with Ida. There were down power lines. There was no power. Most people have been out of power for five or six days, and the power is just coming back on because there was so much damage done to power transmitters or transformers within the city that did not happen with Katrina. The next thing I want to talk about, and I hope that I can zoom through these, is preparation. When there is a storm, you need at least a week to prepare. So you have to be paying attention when they see that tropical disturbance, when it turns into a tropical depression, when it turns into a Category 1 hurricane, Category 2 You have to be paying attention so that you can be prepared. So you need to pack all of your necessary items. And if you're going to leave, if you're going to leave, you need to pack your necessary items. And if you're going to stay, you need to make sure that you have everything that you're going to need to make your stay during this time comfortable. When you uh, go to Walmart or wherever you decide to do your shopping, the first thing that's going to be going off the shelves is water. Cases of water are absolutely gone. The only ones that may be left on the shelves is Dasani. Side note, Dasani used to be my favorite water. I thought it had a great taste, but now you can't get me to drink Dasani. It, it's actually not, it's not good. <laughs> I used to think that it was so clean and fresh. I digress. Anywho, 
<laughs> you have to get cases of water. You want to get food that does not require you to warm it up in a microwave or heat it up. You want to get like box things or quick and easy things that does not require being heated up or anything like that to kind of help you ride out the storm. So fruits and, and, and things that can last for the next couple of days that does not need to be refrigerated or anything like that. So I get a lot of like granola bars or Nutri-Grain bars. You get bags of chips, whether healthy chips or unhealthy. You get a, a whole bunch of snacks, lots of liquids. You also want to make sure that you have batteries, that you have external devices that are charged up, computers that are charged. You need to have so much when you're preparing to stay for a storm and or leave. You have to make sure that your gas tank is filled up. So if you know a, sto a storm is coming, you want to make sure that you fill your gas tank up early enough so that you're not stuck somewhere trying to get gas and or stuck on side of the road because you ran out of gas. These are things that you need to prepare for <laughs> when you are staying and or leaving because at the last hour, you can actually decide to leave. Like the storm could be on the cusp of getting ready to hit. Like we haven't gotten the weather or anything, but you're like, yeah, this is going to be a category four. I need to go ahead and leave out now. You need to make sure that you have gas and you're not caught up with a gas tank on E trying to evacuate. You also want to leave extra early because the roads leaving out of town are redonkulous. They are absolutely ridiculous. A four or five hour normal drive will take you 13 to 18 to 20 hours during hurricane season because that many people are headed in that same direction. Again, these are things that you have to prepare for. And I don't even have these things written down. I'm just going off of the dome and off of what I have done in the past. It is all based on what you are comfortable with. If you're going to leave, you are not comfortable staying. You're not comfortable riding it out. You're not comfortable dealing with the no power for a few days. You're not comfortable with the heat because I'm pretty sure I lost at least 10 pounds with the heat that happened when there was no power now granted thank god we had a generator preparation number one you need to have a generator if you're going to stay of course you're not going to use the generator while the hurricane is going on but once the hurricane passes and it's dry that's when you're going to need the generator but thankfully for a generator we were able to cool off with fans and everything but some people are not okay with being in that type of heat rather you got a fan or you don't if you're comfortable with it, then you can say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll stay, I'll ride it out. It's all about comfort and discomfort. I'm not comfortable leaving going out of town and my mom is still here or my nieces are still here. I'm not comfortable with that. Some people are. Some people are not comfortable staying, so they leave, and that's perfectly fine. It's all about choices and options. Some people don't have the means financially to leave. Some people have the means financially to leave and they still choose not to. It's your option really on what you decide to do and I don't think that you should be vilified for it. You know how they say let's normalize? Let's normalize giving people the option and the choice to be and do what they want to do. Eric and I just talked about this on Dear Finances. If I choose to stay for a storm and ride it out, that was my choice. I have the option to leave. I'm not short on finances, thank God, at all. I have the choice to leave and stay for as long as I want to stay and not be concerned with, oh, I'm spending too much money, at all. I have the means to do so, but I chose not to. 
some people don't have that option. Some people physically can't travel. They don't have the the proper equipment or the, the necessary caretaker or whatever the case may be to travel. So they stay. They ride it out. You have people, when you listen to the news after the storms and certain areas that are hit hard, these people leaving is not an option. Meaning after the storm has come, they've gotten damaged. They say, I'm not leaving Louisiana. I'm going to rebuild. This is my father's house. I've been here for X amount of years. This um, this house has been in my family for X amount of years. I'm not leaving. I'm not going to re. I'm a rebuild, but I'm not going to leave Louisiana. And they're going to deal with it every single year. Hurricane season is from June 1st to November 31st every year. Every year. So you have about five to six months of potential bad weather that can come. And people choose to stay. And I think that that should be their choice. If you feel that your life is going to be in danger, leave. If you feel that you can ride it out, stay. And that's your choice. I think that the individual hardships are what cause maybe 50 to 75 percent of the people to stay because they don't have that money saved up and set aside and if you don't and you're listening to this podcast go back and listen to all of my financial financial episodes that can help you to prepare and to have a savings in place for when a storm comes and then i think one of the last thing no i have two more things appreciation when a storm comes and after it passes and you have survived you have a deeper appreciation for so much. You have a deeper appreciation for AC. <laughs> you have a deeper appreciation for being able to have the finances to buy a generator just off the off a whim like that. You don't have to you're not going broke to get this generator. You have the means to do it. You have a new appreciation for the street lights when the street lights are working, the signal lights are working. You have appreciation for a reliable vehicle. If your job is allowing you to come on their facility to get gas, you have an appreciation for your job and the gas that you can get. You have an appreciation for gas in general, that your car, that you're able to get gas and put it in your car so that you can make it to wherever you need to go to. You have an appreciation for friends and family who are there in other states to welcome you in and house you for those couple of days or weeks that you need that assistance. Which brings me to my very last point. During this time, because COVID is still a thing, let's not forget that COVID, people are still getting COVID. People are still passing away from COVID. People are still debating vaccinated versus unvaccinated. But right now here in Louisiana, because the rest of the world is still living, they're not affected by Hurricane Ida so much. But everybody is going through their own thing. Everybody is dealing with their own shit whether it's a relationship, whether it's not having a job, trying to find a job, whether it's trying to make ends meet, whether it's somebody in their family that's not feeling well, that's sick or terminal, terminally ill, whatever the case may be, everybody has their own shit going on. Nobody is required to check up on you. I think that that is so selfish of people to be like, nobody checked on me, I know who my real friends are. The phone works both ways. And shout out to everybody who reached out to check on me. I am fine. I was fine. I just, like I said, I was hot. I probably lost 10 pounds, which I needed to. But nobody is obligated to check on you or to reach out to you. 
the phone works both ways. You can pick up the phone and say, hey, I just wanted to let y'all know I made it safely. I did not make individual phone calls or text messages. I went on Instagram and I went on Facebook and I made a post. If you did not see the post and you were concerned about me, you probably went to my page and then you saw the post there. But for the most part, no, I did not send out individual messages. I checked on a few people when I thought about it, but it was hot. I was trying to survive. I was not trying to be on the phone all day trying to reach out to each and every person saying, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Because I'm trying to conserve my battery because sometimes it was between having a fan on or plugging up your, your phone into the generator and to the extension card. So there's a lot of ish that people have going on and it's not all about you. And if you're willing to end a friendship over the fact that you could have made a call and you didn't and you're blaming it on the other person and something is wrong, it says more about you than it says about them. I think that y'all need to let people be who they are, live and let live, like I said so many times in Dear Finance 3, live and let live. Why is what I'm doing with my life affecting you so much that you're getting online and making all these posts and making these statements about people need to normalize doing this and leaving for hurricanes? Okay, maybe my stress that I can handle is not the same amount of stress that you can handle or vice versa. Maybe I can't deal with the stress of going out of town and worrying about what's happening at home. Maybe I can't deal with that mentally on top of everything else I got going on. Maybe I can't deal with that. Maybe I have a peace of mind knowing that I could be home and protect my home from unnecessary damage. As frustrating as it is each year that there is a storm that comes, let's not add that undue pressure, undue pressure of telling somebody they should have left, why didn't you leave, you need to leave. No, let people do what they feel is best for them and their situation. But I am going to encourage everybody to make sure that you save your money. I mean, because over the last three years, let's just say the last three years, something has happened each year that has been very, very blatant that lets you know, I need to start saving my money. When COVID happened, and people lost their jobs, and there was no work, the city, the world, everything was shut down, and you couldn't do anything, you had nothing coming in except for unemployment if you were blessed with unemployment. But all of those things that came with COVID, and then we had the hurricane, what else happened? Because the hurricane happens every year. I can't think of what else happened, but over the last couple of years, things have happened that have made it very important for you to know that I need to start saving. I need to put money aside for emergencies. I need to have a savings that has at least six months worth of living expenses for me if anything happens. It, or more. Six is the bare minimum you can do. That's the bare minimum. You need to be able to save up way more than that to, that can allow you to have a life of freedom that does not bow you down to being in a position that's uncomfortable for you. I'm going way over my time. I think I said everything I wanted to say. In closing, all I really wanted to say is let people live. If you're not going to go and buy a house somewhere else that's going to house all of these people that you're talking about, be quiet and let people be who they're going to be. My prayers go out to everyone who is still without power, who may have lost their homes and all of their belongings. A woman who I used to work with, her and her children passed away because of improper use of a generator. People, we have to we have to do better. We have to inform ourselves and make better decisions, whether that's leaving or staying, but utilizing a generator 
there are so many rules that come with it and they're very very blatant and open they're telling you not to use it near a house not to use it indoors and then people are passing away because of those exact reasons and I know that times are hard and I know that we do the best that we can do and thank God her and her kids did not suffer they passed away in their sleep because carbon monoxide is odorless and it's colorless and so most likely they were sleeping when it happened and they went peacefully thank God but to those people anyone who lost their houses my prayers go out to you I pray that you are able to rebuild and or relocate without any issues to anyone in Ida's path even the people in New York and Pennsylvania my prayers are with you I am actually praying for you honestly it breaks my heart to see so much devastation comes from coming from a natural um, from mother nature and just a natural disaster and I just I just want you all to to just be safe and to do what's best for you at the end of at the end of the day if you're doing what's best for you at the end of the day you cannot be upset or mad with yourself because in that moment you felt that that was best and that's all that matters let me get off my soapbox that's my little two cents that's my opinion and thank you all so much for listening I'll talk to you later bye P.S. I did not have a meme moment for this episode, mainly because the memes that I did see, they basically reiterated everything that I said about making sure to be prepared and giving people the space to be them and not depending on anyone else and no one owes you anything during this time. But just to elaborate on the no one owing you anything I know I spoke of it as it related to getting phone calls and people checking on you. But let me say this about no one owing you anything. FEMA is the government. Take a look historically and tell me if historically the government has been there for you in your time of need. If they have, okay, maybe you can be mad in this scenario. If they have not, maybe you probably should take that as, as you know, them staying true to character. They're being the government. If they normally don't help you or assist you in your time of need, they haven't changed. They haven't switched it up. They're still remaining who they are. They showed you their colors and they're, they're staying true to their colors. But if you are online or even just in general bashing FEMA for not assisting you during this time, Again, you have to pay attention to who read the room. It's the government you're talking about. I didn't get anything for Ida. I didn't get anything for Hurricane Katrina. I I just, I don't normally, I, I don't even get food stamps for disaster food stamps when something like this happens. I'm used to it. I know that in these moments, I need to make sure that I have my affairs in order and that I'm not depending on FEMA to assist me in my time of need. Am I going to apply and try? If I can, yes. If I can't, it is what it is because at the end of the day, I can only count on me. I can only depend on me. If there's nobody else I can depend on, now when I speak in, let me let me say this. Besides God, there's no one else I can depend on but me, then that's who I'm going to depend on. I'm not depending on President Biden. I'm not depending on the government to dictate my future would I love to be reimbursed if I purchased food that went bad 
Would I love to be reimbursed if I had to purchase a generator and whatever whatever else may have came with the storm or if I evacuated in hotel stay? Yes, of course I want to be reimbursed for that. If the uh, if the government's going to give it out, run me my money. Because I may have it in savings, but if you're going to reimburse me because of this natural disaster, then reimburse me. But if you're not, I have to be okay with me because me going online and bashing FEMA and telling everybody with an earshot about what FEMA did or did not do for me is more of an indication of who I am versus who they are. It's screaming really loud that I don't have anything saved up if I'm mad at FEMA for them not doing anything. Because I know historically, there are so many people who have been left on side the road, basically waiting on FEMA to assist them. You've had people who have gotten thousands of dollars from FEMA illegally because they lied about something. It was a scam. And those who are actually in need got absolutely nothing. What do you do in those moments? In those moments, you make sure that you are straight. The only person in this world besides God that can take care of you and your family like you can is you. You're the only one. So you have to make sure that you're fine and that your family is fine. And you you start that by making sure that you have the necessary funds in place that does not take away from your everyday activities, i.e. a savings account, i.e. an emergency fund, somewhere that you can go and get cash readily and that is not going to put a hole in the bank or that's going to cause any type of friction in your savings and or checking accounts. I don't want to get too far off topic. I don't want to dig too deep into the government and politics and FEMA, but I just wanted to say that that no one owes you anything. And the only person that can take care of you like God can is you. You're the only person that's going to look out for you and your family. And so just take that into consideration. Because if you're going to blame FEMA, you have to first blame yourself. Why do you need FEMA? Is it a, I want FEMA to reimburse me? Yeah, that's fine. Or is it I need FEMA because I don't have anything? And by no means am I talking about the people who have no income coming in, who they're unable to work, they're unable to do anything for themselves. I understand a lot of people's plight. I'm not bashing anyone. And if it sounds like I'm bashing, I apologize. That's not where my heart is. My heart is mainly to tell you that you need to do what's best for you and your family and not depend on anyone because no one owes you anything. And again, if you're going to be mad at anyone, FEMA, the government, politics, or whatever, you must first be mad at yourself for even putting yourself in a position to where FEMA is going to dictate your future. I hope you understand my heart. Thank you all so much for listening. That's it for real. I'm not coming back with another segment. If I didn't say it in this episode and in this segment, it ain't going to get said. (laughs) All right, you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, week, month, year, rest of the year. And I will talk to you all in the next episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Hey, to all of my online shoppers or anyone looking to rack up some extra bucks, Rakuten, formerly Ebates, is the place for you. If you're shopping online, why not get cash back in the process? 
And if you're looking to make money on a side, all you have to do is refer a friend. When they spend their very first $25, they'll get $10 free and you'll get paid for referring them. Who doesn't like free money? You can get paid with a big fat check or you can get paid through PayPal. You can find a link to get started in the show notes or you can always visit sincerelyangm.com under the promo tab. Happy shopping and let's start racking.